This is the EWN Podcast Network. I'm a curvy, fun body positive coach and personal trainer. I love business and fitness. Do you have the tools you need to be a rock star in fitness, a healthy love of yourself, and help from me in sifting through health news? We'll do that. I've got fitness topics and guests. Rock stars aren't born, they're bred in experience and fire. Let's do this together. Hi, and thanks for joining Plus Fitness with Tara. I'm Tara McDonald. I'm a personal trainer and fitness instructor in Nova Scotia, Canada, part of the eWomen Network. And today I have with me Erin Acton. Erin is uh, in Victoria, BC, another Canadian, and she's going to let you know where you can find her and what she does on social media. Yes. Uh, thanks so much, Tara. I'm Erin Acton. I'm a life and business coach, and I'm also the managing director of eWomen Network, the local chapter here in Victoria. And you can find me at my website, erinacton.com or our chapter through the eWomen Network website at eWomenNetwork.com. Awesome. Awesome. So Erin, why don't you give me a little bit of a background and tell me what brought you into the eWomen Network network, essentially. Yeah, well, I started my business. I, uh, you know, I came from the world of corporate. And before that, before corporate, I was in a university. And before that, I was in broadcasting. And when I left corporate to start my business, I was like, gosh, what, how does this work? <laughs> how yeah. am I going to get customers? Yeah. And I've been networking because I understood that that's how one builds a business. And so I'd been networking all over town. And I'd heard about EWA Network a few times. And finally went to a meeting and it was amazing. There were just so many women who were genuinely interested in supporting my business that it, I was just like, wow, this is so much different than the other organizations that I've gone to. I'm becoming a member and I became a member at my very first meeting. Awesome. Yeah. Did you realize, did you realize how big it was when you joined? Like, you know, that it covers, you know, essentially two countries, Canada and the U S and, you know, has a reach, you know, listeners from around the world. Right. I had no idea. And now, of course, we're in Australia as yeah. well, which is so cool. Um, but at the time that I joined, no, I just thought it was another local networking organization, which, of course, is fantastic because you get all these local people. But what I loved, especially for my business, being able to take clients anywhere, uh, I loved that I actually had this network that opened me up to everyone in North America. It was, it was really very, I, what a bonus surprise for me. <laughs> cool. Great. Okay, so just so we talked a little bit about how you started your business, I'll take on the eWim Network, but what brought you into your business? What's your, what's your story? Yeah, well, I was in corporate communications. And it was fantastic because I was leading the communications for a $50 million company, reporting to the CEO, setting strategic direction for a company, uh, very fast paced, except it wasn't really a great fit for me. That's, that's the end story. Uh, it took me a long time to get there. It took me burning out to get there because I was working harder, faster, longer. And really trying to push myself and mold myself into something that I ended up learning wasn't a great fit for me. And I was trying so hard uh, because there were skills that just aren't my first inclination. Right. And when I got to that point and realized, oh, wow, okay, well, this has been my career path. My gosh, I've been building this career, <laughs> you know, yeah. accelerating, climbing the corporate ladder to find out, wow, this isn't my career. Yeah. It was 
was really an eye opener and a positive one at that point because I was, I was so tired and exhausted. Yeah. Um, but what I ended up doing when I realized that I ended up figuring out, okay, well, what, what do I want to do? What am I really good at? Uh, because when you're, if for those who have experienced burnout or who just feel like they aren't really doing well in a job, I know that they can relate to this. Your confidence goes way down and it feels like you couldn't possibly be good at anything. So I really wanted to explore what am I good at? What do I want to do? And through that, and I've got a, if anyone's feeling like that, I, I always recommend this book. It's called What Color Is Your Parachute? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, it's good. It is, yeah. it is a fantastic book. And I was just like, I'm going to be so serious about this. I went through every single exercise in that book and it's a thick book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was just, I was determined to figure out what it was that I should be doing. Um, and, and I did. And it turned out that speaking, coaching people, um, training people, those were my top, and writing, those are my top three, four uh, things. And I thought, oh my gosh, well, are, are, is that a job even? Like, yeah, like, do this. <laughs> and so when I started Googling it, because good old Google, yeah, uh, turned out, yeah, yes, people do. And, but you know what? They do it as a business. They're not so much, not as much, but yeah, sometimes um, hired in organizations. So I thought, well, I guess if, if starting a business is what I'm going to do, then I guess I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going to end up focusing on. And that's what I did. Awesome. I love how that, I love that because it's like the entrepreneurial spirit kind of was, it was almost like you, you follow the, what, what colors your parachute, you know, if I can say exercise, they kind of plugged in a little formula and then you're like, Hey, I could do this as a business because other people are doing it. So why not me? You know, and you yeah. saw opportunity instead of like a huge roadblock. You were like, Hey, how do I make this happen? Do you know what I mean? So that's really cool. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I was very intentional about it. I phoned established business owners who were business coaches in the community to find out what it might take to get started. So it wasn't like I just jumped into it with my eyes closed and with my fingers crossed, hoping it would work out. Right. And there were so many things I didn't know. Uh, so, you know, like whenever you start a business, but at the same time I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to make this work, let's, let, let me figure out how can I give myself the very best advantage getting started. So, right. Yeah. Right. And what I, what I love though is that, you know, with the research, you didn't let it daunt you. Like, even though you had, you know, like every entrepreneur has when they first start, I know the first year is always hard because you're trying to manage. And if you're managing people, you're managing people. Maybe you haven't done that in a while, but you know, like as you go along as an entrepreneur, it's everything for the first year is new, right? So you set yourself up for success, you know, but what's great about what you saw was that you were inspired by other coaches and you had learned from them and you knew you could do it, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think anyone who's going to go into business, you really need to believe that you can do it because of the work that I do now, a lot of it is around mindset because what I've learned as a coach, it doesn't matter what systems or structures you have in place, you know, time management systems and structures, there's usually something keeping you from following either a process or uh, making some sales calls or going out and networking or actually launching your website and making it public because, oh my gosh, what if people see me? What if they reject what I'm putting out there? So much of being in business is mindset. In fact, I would say the a huge, like 
the majority of being in business is mindset. So if you don't have that, that belief in yourself, or at least that ability to work through it, have some, you know, maybe have some questions about where you could improve, how you're going to go about doing that. Uh, but just that, that overall belief that you can do it, so important to be able yeah. to create a business in the first place. Yeah. And why don't you talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you had to cover, overcome in your business? Like, did you set up a support network to begin with and then things kind of, you know, evolved as you, as your business grew? Like how, how did someone go from not being a coach to being a coach and then becoming an entrepreneur and enjoying it so much you're still a coach? You know what I mean? Like, cause not everybody, not everybody hits all those three marks, you know? That's right. I think so. What I learned over that time, this one was so important is knowing my numbers knowing and and by knowing my numbers i mean like all of the different numbers that you can know my background's communication so we would routinely measure our analytics say on our facebook pages how did this campaign work and what were the results of that so those numbers i knew those and was able to monitor those but i mean like the financial numbers too there was uh, sure in my days I'd manage a budget, but it was just, it was just entering numbers and it was like, it wasn't really my business. So they weren't real numbers to me. You know, it's just so much more real when it's your money going out the door uh, that, and sometimes, and even with some of my clients, it can be really scary looking at your numbers, particularly when you're starting out because usually more money's going out than is coming in because you're having to, invest in certain things like my e-women network membership i invested in that before i had clients and but i you know so you've got all this money going out and it can be scary and daunting looking at that knowing your numbers inside and out however when you know those numbers you know what themes will be coming up you know what you'll be able to look at so for example you can compare your numbers from year to year you can see which activities actually lead to dollar results and it can help to drive your business forward or you can decide to cut back on some investments that you've made so that it's not wasted money anymore yeah no, that's perfect because that almost speaks to like books I've read. Um, one I really liked, which is um, "You Are a Badass at Making Money," um, you know. And then another profit book I used to share with my trainers, which was just like, you know, you need to know your numbers because if a class isn't working, you know, you don't have enough people in your class. No matter where you teach, you know, you're you're not going to be successful, and you'll and you'll think it's you, and maybe it's just the time of day or the day, and maybe that needs to change, and then you'll get more people in. You know, and location plays in a big thing to the whole thing. So, you know, I remember I had one personal trainer said to me, he said, I just can't concentrate on a business or do business for myself where I have to worry about how many people are in my class. And I was floored. Like I was, I was like, but we're talking like, that's your income. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's like, you just want to hold a class and hope people show up. I'm like, man, that was a baseball movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, build it and they will come. Does it always work? You know? So I was just laughing because, um, when it comes to that, I realized that people really could use a business coach and I used to hook them up with people outside so that it wasn't always on me because I had other things to do with business, but, um, that they had support. So they would see what it really means to have a business, you know, what, right. what the dollars means. And, and maybe you don't check it every day, but you at least need to know money's coming in to cover your costs. 
you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So like at a foundational level, just knowing your numbers and at least having some comfort either in doing your books or uh, delegating and investing in a bookkeeper to take care of your books, but understanding what those numbers mean. So yeah. it's, you know, it's one thing to have a bookkeeper do your books, but if you don't understand what the numbers mean, then why bother? I'd almost advocate that a person do their books at the beginning so mm -hmm. that they have that intimate knowledge of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, that that's just foundational. That's That's ground floor stuff. The other thing, especially coming from a corporate background, is that I could show up and provided that I did some stuff, I'd get paid. I, I, all I really had to do was just show up nine to five. Um, obviously, I worked really hard during that time. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, when you're working in the corporate world, a nine to five job, um, showing up, you know, putting in some effort, but you get paid regardless. In a business, you can show up and work really hard. And if you're not working on the right things, like making offers, you're not going to get paid. Right. And so I, I had to get really comfortable having conversations with people and making offers. It didn't necessarily mean selling because yuck, uh, but it meant listening, asking great questions. And then if someone had a need that I knew I could help them with, saying, hey, you just said you need help with X, Y, and Z, like time management, you're feeling overwhelmed, you don't know what to work on first, second, and third. That's exactly what I do. Yeah. I want to talk about it. I want to set up a time to chat. Yeah. Uh, and I had to get really comfortable doing that. And uh, I held myself back from doing that for a while because I was worried about being salesy. And I know so many people really relate to that when you're first getting started in business. It's, it's yeah. so easy not to offer, but until I realized I needed to do that, uh, then things started popping. Yeah, well, it's kind of that used car salesman, you know, stigma that hits any kind of sales as we go along, which you're just like, oh, I don't want to push or I don't want to do this. But we have to realize is you have a valued quality business offering, a service offering or a product offering that will create demand for the right people who need it. Do you know what I mean? And you need to talk about it so people hear what they have to say and those that are, you know, attracted to it will become in alignment with you. You know what I mean? And those that are not will find somebody else or else they'll just do their own thing, you know? So what's really great, I think, about business coaching is you get to do groundwork floor stuff, but you can see people evolve over time, right? Can you speak to that a little bit? Like, has there, has there been some good, Good, good experiences that you've had with oh, that? Yeah. yeah, so many, like so many. But what I will say, what I've noticed is maybe, you know, some patterns that have evolved over time. I noticed the beginning stages of a coaching relationship, we tend to work on fairly tactical things, as in what, what time management techniques might I be able to use? So some really great quick wins help to get the person feeling in control, feeling like they're making progress. That's a huge one. Often they're working so hard that don't feel like they're doing anything. So helping them feel like they're making some progress, making actual progress on what they're working on. And then once they've got those those quick win areas under control. They've got that rhythm that they can feel. They're able to be creative as they go along in building their business. Then I notice then the deeper level things come in. And that's where uh, the mindset sorts of things. So they, they've made up this plan. They're going to contact 
let's just say X number of people uh, because they know that they want to drive their business. So they're going to call some people they already know. So not cold calling unless they really want to do that. Um, and then, oh, they didn't make the calls. Okay, how come? Tell me more. That's where I find the really valuable information becomes in the really valuable work happens when someone doesn't do the things that they said that they were, were really important for them to do. And um, sometimes people are like, oh gosh, I didn't do the things on my list today, you know, over the last week that I said I was going to work on. And usually um, that it doesn't matter to me if they do it or not. What really matters is to me is, okay, how come we didn't work on that part of it? Because then I can go deeper, help support them on a, on a, um, I was going to say on that deeper level. So it actually creates and influences change and influences the behaviors that they actually want to be doing to have a successful business. Yeah. Yeah. And and what's great, I think, about that whole thing is that um, it's almost like you're watering a plant, you know, and just watching it grow, you know, step by step. Um, because, you know, you're, you don't want to give it too much information at first because it'll just overwhelm them even more if they're already overwhelmed. But at the same time, those that are, like, trying to download as much information as possible, you kind of have to work with each personality, I'm sure. But at the same time, you get to see them evolve, like I said, over time. And you get to see, you know, them realize there was a reason why they chose this path. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's being an entrepreneur or maybe even staying in the corporate world and doing a side hustle, you know, and either way they get to come to you and have, you know, growth happen. I think that must've been like a really rewarding experience to see for, for some of your clients. Right. Oh, absolutely. And, and one person that pops to mind is, someone who was working, like pretty much if she was awake, she was working. She's a good hard worker. There's no issues whatsoever there. She and her husband own a number of different franchise businesses, all the same kind, uh, but different franchises in the uh, different communities. So four different cities, a couple of different provinces, so equivalent to states in the United mm -hmm. States. And um, yeah, she was working all the time and feeling overwhelmed most of the time that she was working. So what did we do? Yeah, absolutely helped to support her in managing that overwhelm as it came up because it did, uh, supporting her with time management techniques that worked for her because she can't just block off chunks of her calendar because she's got people who report to her. So I'm always working with my clients on what's actually going to work best for them. So we figured out what's going to work for her. Um, and then also helping to support her in doing her her filing on time she was missing her filing so it was costing her business a lot of money uh, but it wasn't she was totally capable and competent with the filing it had nothing to do with what the numbers were it was she was just so worried about what she was going to see but when she did it because we built the plan to do it mm -hmm. of course how do mm -hmm. I tackle this? What was an overwhelming and really scary thing? So we built a plan, made it totally manageable. Uh, and she, she went, oh, well, that was easy. And actually, that was it. why was I so scared about doing that? But it's because of the work that we did in preparation for that and diving deeper into how come, why wasn't she moving forward with that? There were some things around money mm -hmm. <laughs> that she, yeah. you know, some, some just 
ingrained things from her childhood that were keeping her from moving forward with that. Yes. So what I hear is it's not just about business coaching where you just go from A to B to C to D or, you know, you try to track through, you know, and you think about the numbers and you think about what's happening. It's also about the personal connection where you can look at someone's overwhelm and say, let's make it easy. I think it's kind of like the Staples button that they have. It's easy. Do you know what I mean? Where they're just like, reorder. But that's what I think of when, when people, I'm at a networking group and people are talking about their business and, and I can hear the stress in their voice and the overwhelm. I don't coach them. I usually recommend them to someone else. You know, I'm totally in the fitness world. I, that's what I do. I said, but when I hear the stress and I can hear it because I've heard it in my own voice, you know, and I think, oh God, yeah. Yeah, I really resonate with what they're doing, you know, but what's great about you is you tackled the overwhelm. You realize she had some issues around money, whatever it came to handling it or, you know, watching it. And it can almost stem from, you know, how you grew up with money stress, you know what I mean, in your life. But you're able to help pinpoint that so they make it easy, overcome that challenge, and then, again, grow just like a plant would with like, oh, this is easy, you know, yeah. that aha moment right? Yeah, absolutely. And by the time we finished working together, I think it was only, um, it was either three months or six months. It might've been six months. She was, uh, she was no longer working evenings or weekends, which that had been an unknown thing for her. And she was actually, uh, taking every second Friday off, which was just when we started talking, that would never have entered her realm of possibility. <laughs> so yeah. it was, she made some really amazing changes because she was so determined to make those changes. Yeah. yeah cool. It was, it was really awesome. Awesome. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get back to Erin and learn more about her business and what she does. But Erin, just before we take the break, why don't you tell people where they can find you and uh, what you'd like people to, um, you know, find you on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or your website, whatever you feel is best. Perfect. Yes. Uh, people can find me at ErinActon.com or at uh, through eWomen Network, the Victoria chapter, eWomenNetwork.com. Okay, we'll be right back in a minute. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is 1 million women entrepreneurs generating $1 million in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Glad you're back. This is the EWN Podcast Network. So this is Plus Fitness with Tara. I'm Tara McDonald. I'm here today with Aaron Acton, Life and Business Coach. So Erin, uh, just quickly, where can people reach you again? Yes, they can reach me at erinacton.com or uh, because I'm the managing director for a chapter of eWomen Network, they can find me at eWomenNetwork.com. Awesome. 
Great. Well, we've heard a lot from Erin about her business and helping others, but Erin, uh, what is the big why behind what you do? Um, besides the fact that you came from corporate, what, now that you've been in it for a while, what is, what, what is, how has that changed for you? I think that what really, and what I get really passionate about is helping women in business because I get to be in front of, and I get to observe all of these women in business. And I've met such amazing people who are providing incredible services that are just making a difference in the world. And also, um, of course, the people who have products as well, uh, just such incredible difference to the world. I just want them to be able to give that to more people and to be able to influence and just have those ripple effects when we're able to impact more people, just the, the overall global impact is what really lights me up. And it's so important because the work that we're doing, um, and because I particularly love working with women business owners, the work that they're doing is impacting the world. And if they can't get that out there in the way that they want to get it out there, like, let's change that. Let's make a huge difference. Let's make those ripples just go turn into waves. Awesome. So spinning off that a little bit about your successes, you, you successfully helped someone within a short amount of time, three to six months. Um, is there anything else that you think as your own business grows, what, what enables your success to keep going? You know, because some people kind of give up on coaching. I've seen it after about a year or so saying it's too hard. There's no business, blah, blah, blah but they don't maybe have the correct mindset for it. So just what is, you know, what do you owe to your success so far? I think it is persistence. I think you use that word. It's being persistent and it's being consistent. So persistence and consistency are really important. And this has just been reinforced. I've been, so a member of eWomen Network for four years now, but the managing director for a year and a half. And I have to tell you, the women who show up every single month, not only just to the meetings, but who are connecting to the other members, their businesses are more successful than the ones who are just showing up every once in a while. Uh -huh. And it's that, um, that consistency that, that I've worked to emulate that I was observing and saying, oh, okay, these people are showing up really consistently. I'm going to do that too. That's been really helpful and useful. And it's also been, um, acting fairly quickly on ideas that I have um, and implementing fairly quickly on an idea and iterating as well along the way as I've gone. So being persistent, being consistent, making sure my schedule is fairly regularly populated either with, with coffee meetings, whether that turns into business or not. But hey, if I'm asking lots of questions, usually it turns into, wow, that's, I help people with those exact things. How can we, how can I support you? Let's chat more. Yeah. Um, or, uh, oh, and I, so I kind of just lost my train of thought there, there but it's really just about showing up, asking great questions, being of service, um, making the ask, you always have to make the offer, make the ask, even if it's just going for coffee and, um, yeah, just keep showing up. Yeah. 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 Well, I love that there's even a whole bunch of enthusiasm on your voice behind talking about that because it's clear that this is your passion. And what's great is that eWomen Network has been a platform for you to see how you sauce their success by being consistent and persistent. 
right? So, um, and then also you can tell you're in communications because you use I reiterate. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, English major time. But for me, because I have my English literature degree, but I was, I was laughing because I was just like, you know, what's really great about it is like people honestly are drawn to what they see in front of them. And what you saw at an eWomen Network meeting was people coming consistently over time and increasing their business by doing so. And you're like, I want to increase my business, so I'm going to do the same thing. And eWomen Network is a platform, but also a network of women and some men, entrepreneurs and business owners and, you know, people who even work in some corporations are doing side hustles who want to succeed and they, but they do it on their own metrics. You know what I mean? So I think that's really great. I can hear your passion for it in your voice. So that's cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's awesome getting to know people. And I guess, I guess it helps because I love uh, talking to people. I'm an introvert, but I do love especially doing uh, one-on-one coffees and getting to know each other. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. that's, that's where the magic happens. When you build yeah. those relationships and you know people and you know the people in your community, you can make referrals to others. You can uh, just say, hey, I'm so sorry about whatever's happening because you know them and they're yeah. you learn about what's going on in their business and they so appreciate that. Or you get to celebrate with them when they've got these amazing wins. So yeah. I just, I love all aspects of that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So would you like to share with us a personal story or a nugget that uh, you feel comfortable letting uh, everyone uh, know about, about that you may encounter in your life? Yeah. Well, and this is something I keep a little, a little bicycle chain. I know you can see me. I know the audience won't be able yeah. to. But I have this little piece of bicycle chain that I keep on my desk uh, to remind me about keeping going. And a number of years ago, 15, I don't know, years ago now, 16 years ago now, I decided to cycle across Canada. And a friend and I got together. She called me. We must have been having the exact same thought at the same time. She's like, hey, do you want to cycle across Canada? And I was like, yes, I do. I was just thinking about that. Crazy how that happens. So we took off from mile zero of the Trans-Canada Highway in Victoria, British Columbia, determined to get to mile zero in Newfoundland. We had the whole summer to do it. She just graduated from university and she had some time between her when her first uh, job was going to start. I was in broadcasting, so I knew I'd be able to quit and find a job somewhere else, no problem. <laughs> so that's what I did. Took the summer off. And... Um, yeah, mile zero, day one, we're heading out. And of course, my preparation for this trip has been, because I was in my 20s, I was 21 or something, yeah. uh, eating. <laughs> that was my preparation. Yeah. Eating. <laughs> I'm going to be exercising every day. This is fantastic. Uh, and uh, so we're getting halfway up. And of course, there's a mountain pass that we've got to go through, a big mountain we've got to climb very first day. And I'm like, oh, I'm pretty tired. <laughs> I'm going to stretch. I'm going to stretch my muscles. And as I did that, uh, I heard a crunch in my knee, oh. my right knee. It made this horrible crunch. And I was like, oh, no, because this is a knee that I've hurt previously in a skiing accident. I'm like, oh, dear. Uh, so I put my knee down. It swells up immediately. So I don't know what I've done, but I've done something. And I can't walk. So here I am, day one of this epic adventure that my friend and I have been, we've been planning pretty rigorously for, um, you know, maps, bots, trails figured out that we're going to ride. Here I am on the side of the road. My friend's a little bit further up because she'd actually been doing some spin classes. So she was in way better shape 
Um, and I can't, I can't walk. And here oh. I am having to think, am I going to actually tell my friend that I can't actually do this trip anymore? And I just thought, heck no, <laughs> that is not happening. This is not going down. I thought, well, what if I, okay, so I can't really walk. Oh gosh. What if I tried cycling? So I got on my bike and I pretty tentatively, but I started cycling and the good thing was no pain when I was cycling. I could actually cycle and I thought, okay, this is going to work. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know, you know, like I don't know what's going on with my knee, but I know every other time that that thing had never happened before, but my heels, oh, my knee has always healed. Um, I'm just going to go for it. So that's what we did. I kept going after that. My knee got better. The swelling went down. I couldn't walk for probably a good several days <laughs> without, <laughs> without limping. I couldn't straighten my knee at all yeah. or my leg at all. Um, and I just kept going. And so my takeaway from that is if you've got some obstacle, something that seems like is going to be the end, of your day, this epic trip, your business, there's probably some things that you can do that are going to help support you to get around that. Um, and so that's why I keep, uh, and so the happy news is, yeah, a few months later, we stood at mile zero in it Newfoundland, nice. holding up that sign, we made it. And, uh, and it's all because I decided to keep going, to find a different way to go about it and, and right. thank heavens thank heavens. yeah a lot of that i think is also persistence where you're just like well next step you know is to sit on the bike and see if i can pedal right because yeah. you know some people if they you know injure their knee that they, it's totally out and they would have to say not right now maybe in the future once the knee heals you know but what's good yeah. about you was you kept going but you listened to your body and it was like yeah i can cycle and you're like, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, it was like when I got on the bike and knew that I could cycle, I tell you, I was cheering. I was yeah, I bet. Like, oh my God, <laughs> thank heavens. Yeah, yeah. The alternative was just unthinkable. Can you yeah. imagine? Oh my gosh, I would have been letting myself down. We'd been talking about this for ages. Our friends would have been laughing at us even more because they didn't think we were going to make it. Yeah. You know, yeah. one-year-old girls cycling across Canada. And, yeah. Uh, it's like, there's no way. There's no way this is happening. Ah, you overcame a huge challenge, literally in a mountain pass. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know. I find that mountain, darn it. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about traveling a bit, do you travel besides, you know, for – you know, your life and coach business to people, if people wanted to see you sometime somewhere, you know, would they be able to, you know, hook up with you and see you in a different city somewhere or? Yeah, I have done speaking uh, in other communities. So definitely do travel when it comes to speaking. I don't have any international or like out of town engagements currently, though I'm right. always open to opportunities for that. Sure. And um, as far as the travel, like personal travel that I love to do, 
we are working to explore Vancouver Island because ah. I grow up in this part of British Columbia. I grew up in the interior in the Kootenays and or in the region known as the Kootenays. Yeah. And so we're getting to know our island and uh, bucket list places. Oh my gosh, I would love to see Europe. I would love to visit New Zealand, Antarctica. Yeah. So these are all Australia. These are all places that I'd love to see some yeah. type things down the road. Awesome. Well, yeah. I think I think what's great about right now with technology is because of Zoom and Skype, you can reach out and coach anyone anywhere. So if someone is listening right now and resonates with what you're talking about and says, well, maybe I should check out Aaron, you know, do you do like an onboarding call or like an intro call so people can find out a little bit more about you before they sign like any kind of contract or something like that before they work with you? Or tell me how the process works for a new client, just in case someone's listening says, well, how do I do this? Right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And yes, uh, I always do. I call it a strategy session because I'm wanting to find out, you know, what areas do you need support in? Uh, also giving you the opportunity to get to know what my style is like so that we can decide if it is a fit for us to work together. And by the end of that call, you'll know what your next step is from there. Uh, and either if it's working with me, great, we get to talk about that. And then we move on to like the contract, etc. Um, if it's not, then I, you know, if, if they're good to go, I usually recommend they keep doing what they're doing. Or if it seems like someone else would be a better fit, I make a referral. Cool. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a really great, a really great opportunity and, and I, and a safe space too. Um, some people I don't end up working with. And one woman I said, so I just want to check in, uh, cause I know we're not working together, but you know, we're, we're going to be seeing each other really regularly in circles. Um, how was this conversation for you? Would you be referring someone to me based on what happened? She said, yes, absolutely. This awesome. is really valuable and not the right fit for me at this point, but yes, I would be happy to refer people to you. So very cool. I just want to say that because sometimes people worry it's going to be a big sales conversation and, and my focus is different. It's, yeah. it's not just on making a sale regardless of who's on the phone. That is not a right. to right. anyone. Yeah, there's no secret hook or like secret invoice coming, right? You're literally just yeah. talking to see if you're in the right fit, you know, for each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great. Well, Aaron, you know, I can just see in your 20s climbing mountains and going through the prairies and, you know, hitting the, hitting the shield in Ontario and keeping on going. Um, what do you think your future self has in store for you? You know, you're with the Women Network, you've got your own business. What else is next? I think, oh my gosh, what a really cool question. Well, I think what my future self has in store, growth is always a big part of it. Um, being a leader of leaders, that's my life purpose, if I could call it that. Um, so my everything that I do is to be a leader and, of course, showing my daughter what being a leader is through my actions um, so everything that I do, I don't, and I, I don't always have really specific goals in place, but as long as I am fulfilling that purpose and knowing that I am, um, exemplifying leadership in some way, shape or form, uh, that will definitely continue to be where, <laughs> where my path takes me Very along cool. with things that I enjoy spending time with family, all of those things. So they're, they're big picture things. And 
um, really just getting to enjoy life with my family. Yeah. Such a huge part of, yeah. of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's really great about entrepreneurs, besides the fact that I am one, so I'm plugging it, is we control our own schedule. So the schedule does not control us. So then it does, if you plan for it, self-care, family time, you know, anything you need to do, travel time around that, you know, you can, you can make that schedule, you know, you know, the, the downside is sometimes if you work in your house, sometimes you don't stop working and you need to stop, you know, (laughs) but, um, I'm really glad to hear that, um, the authenticity when you talk about leadership, and I think that's, that's a great thing to have, especially because you are a leader for eWomen Networker, eWomen Network as a managing director. So, um, yeah, that sounds great. So, um, Victoria, BC, what's the uh, temperature right there now? So we can just share that with our friends who are listening. Well, I, you know what? I don't know the temperature, but it's scheduled to go up to, I think, in the 20s this weekend, which would oh, be wow. lovely. Yeah, just so yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous outside my window right now. It's really great. Stunning. The lilacs are blooming, the rhododendrons. Oh. Oh, I've been to Victoria two times, both in early spring and just being like wowed by the temperature because Nova Scotia, we're still pretty cool down here. We might still have snow every now and then. So it's, you know, maybe oh. 10 or 12, you know, compared to your 20, you know. So, so we get the odd day where it's warm, but the air is still cold. It still feels like the ocean air has not warmed up at all. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've seen fog like I saw it in Nova Scotia. I remember this one town on the eastern side. It was like, it was a wall of fog. I'd never yeah. seen fog just sitting on the ocean like a big yeah. wall before. And then it moved into town. I was like, that is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sea fog. Yeah. 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 Okay, great. Erin, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up? I really enjoyed having you on today, and I want to thank you for being on. It's been a pleasure to talk to you and hear about your business and then also hear about your personal experiences. So anything else yeah, you want you. anyone to listen you know, to know or anything like that? Well, I just want to say thanks so much for having me on the show, Tara. I loved getting to connect with you in person when we got to see each other at the Human Network Platinum Summit. And I'm yeah. so glad connect here again and yeah. i mean yeah if anyone's interested in learning more they're welcome to go to my website erinacton.com all right awesome and i'll see you at conference i'm also going to go to the next platinum too i love the platinum so it's just a great condensed version of just getting together and like hearing sandra speak you know so it's really inspiring yep okay great all right everyone thank you for listening this is plus with tara today was erin acton you can find her erinacton.com thanks erin thank you so much see you soon This is the EWN Podcast Network.